Also, we do have a guest today. Oh, this will be good. We have the Brimstone Cup right in front of me. Okay. Does it have any words for me? No, it does not. There it is. Okay. So is that what we're going to be? We're just going to be sad boys and then that noise? <laughs> hey, this is sad boys. Uh, There's too many noises. There we go. That was, that was, well, what happened there, man? I took the headphones, I accidentally kicked the headphones out of my microphone. I'm Jiggly. This, uh, I'm still odd. No, this is the start we deserve for this kind of episode. <laughs> Uh, we have we have a special guest, the Brimstone Cup. <laughs> How so? When was that made? Like oh three, maybe? Because obviously, it wouldn't have been ninety eight. I know. It took yeah. a few years for the rivalry. No, to yeah, it definitely took a few years. But that thing is that thing might be legal, which is a really creepy way to say it. And I realize <laughs> that is a weird way to say it. it. I don't know how 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 it still says get... Dallas Burn on it, so it's got to be at least before like two thousand five. I forget how good that logo is. It's not. It's not actually a good logo. What kind of name is the Dallas Burn? It doesn't even make sense for where. The, like, what? What is in Dallas oh, that like so that's has it's anything? The Brimstone Cup. I'm not gonna lie to you. I keep thinking of it as like the Bridgestone Cup in my head, like Bridgestone no, it, tires. Well, they were. No, actually, no. Continental Tires was our sponsor. <laughs> yeah, Brimstone makes sense now because of the whole fire and burn thing. Okay. Yeah, Look it's got that. a. Um, it, well, it's got episode. a. Well, you want to know what's written on it? On it, uh, it this is a from uh, Virgil. Uh, a need uh, seven. Uh, the more the kindled combat rises higher, the more with fury burns the blazing fire. Cool. This is an MLS trophy. Sorry. Yes. Uh, the Brimstone Cup, dedicated to the victor of this unquenchable rivalry from the supporters of the beautiful game. This thing is scuffed all hell. <laughs> we didn't even play Dallas this year, did we? Um, I thought we did, and we got a draw or something. Oh, that was like the second or like the fourth. Yeah, week we of got the a season. draw. Yeah. We get to it, it, we retained it this season. I swear to you, like eighty percent of the time, whoever has it just retains it because of a tie. Well, okay. So, do you know the story of why this thing is all beat up? Because <laughs> it's shared between Fire and Dallas fans of all people. No, I'm sorry. Go on. Uh, because the uh. Wait a second, the Lamar Hunt family owns part of the Bulls? What? Mm, Weird. Anyway, uh, so the the cup was made, and like, you know, Fire fans paid for it too. But Dallas kept the cup for so long. And uh, at some point, some of the fans just decided, like, the moment we get this cup back, we are going to beat it up. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> and- Fire fans or Dallas fans? Fire fans. Okay. <laughs> the moment that we get the cup back, we were going to beat it up. And we have not given it up since, I don't think. <laughs> okay. That makes sense with like the 80% draws then. Yeah. I know there was one game where Dallas trounced us. So they got it back for a little bit. But then I know Schweinsteiger McCarty had it because it's yeah. that famous photo. Yes. The legendary photo at which I've been showing to. I, I have to convince people that this is a, actually a real professional sports team. It's professional sports trophy. Yeah. And so I, I I sent them the picture of uh Schweinsteiger and uh and Dax McCarty holding it up looking very confused. So it is still officially recognized then, right? Yeah. Because I know I know the Houston uh Dallas has like an official MLS trophy that they present like to, during games and whatnot. I mean it, it's sort of about like a like a college college football rivalry trophy. Because I know uh Texas versus the Texas versus Oklahoma. That was actually this weekend, and like Texas absolutely demolished Oklahoma. Oklahoma zero points. Yeah, 
And Texas and Texas had like what fifty six something like that. Uh, more than zero. Uh, certainly more than zero. Yes. Uh, I'm trying to find the exact rivalry name. The so traditions. Red River, Red River Derby. That's not right. That's that's. It wouldn't be Derby. Year. It would probably be rivalry. Red River rivalry. That makes sense. Yeah, I can't find. That's, uh, that's why I believe it is. I'm correct all the time. Why do you need to double check? Yeah, I can't really find anything at the moment. Oh, wait, here it is. Rivalries. Red River Showdown. Oh, that's a stupid name. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is in Texas, so. <laughs> okay. Texas Slander. I'm sorry. Um, I have a tro- I have a trophy dedicated to Texas Slander in front of me, okay? How can I not yeah. do that? Also, um, the, the beer opening, that this is an Oktoberfest Martin-style lager uh, from Milwaukee Brewing Company. I say that because it was given to me by someone who actually works there, so I feel like I should shout that out. Nice. I'm, I might go to Milwaukee on like Saturday, so that, that's fun. Speaking of Milwaukee, the reason why this is actually a seamless transition. The reason why I'm going to Milwaukee is because this upcoming weekend I'm going to a Jets game. Oh yeah, the Jets are playing away to Green Bay, the Green Bay Packers, and I'll probably stop by Wisconsin on the way. But that'll be fun. It'll be especially oh, Green fun Bay because... is in Wisconsin. <laughs> Sorry, Milwaukee. Whatever. I... <laughs> Jiggly, I'm so tired. But um, I'll be making the trek out there, and I'll be in good spirits because the Jets are 3-2 and two after absolutely trouncing the Miami Dolphins. Uh, Karma absolutely decks the Dolphins because on the first play of the game, Jiggly, backup Teddy Bridgewater commits a safety and gets concussed out the game. In, Wait, in the what? First, the first Miami offensive play. Teddy I wasn't paying attention because uh, I mean I was at the fire game and like tailgate and everything that so I yeah. wasn't able to really pay attention this week. I just know I won. <laughs> I I should win too. I'm only, I'm down like twenty points, but I have Devontae Adams, Mahomes, and Edwards Alaire playing. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> first offensive play for Miami. Teddy Bridgewater commits technically a uh, intentional grounding in the end zone, so it's a safety. He gets hit on the play, gets put into concussion protocols, and even though they said he passed, they took him out for the rest of the game. Which, Which is, is almost you know. certainly because of the two incidents. <laughs> if the two incident hadn't happened the previous week, Teddy Bridgewater probably would have played that game. But I think the <laughs> Miami Dolphins knew they couldn't mess around and find out this time. So they threw in the third stringer, who wasn't even that like awful, but the Jets just jumped him at the end. It was it was a oh god, a two point game going into the fourth quarter, and the Jets won by twenty three at the end. Oh yeah, I just beautiful. saw this. Yeah, they, they scored twenty one points in uh the fourth quarter. Yeah, so the Jets are, at the very least, not bad, which is great to see. And oh, they're going to take on a Packers team who just lost to the New York football Giants. So yeah, if, in London. If, if the Packers don't show up for that game out the block, the Jets could have a chance. I'm disappointed. My pick for this season uh, to just like have fun watching is the Lions, and they got absolutely shut out by the Patriots. One of my, Which is really weird because the, the – yeah. Uh, they had like the second best offense in the league, and then just got completely donated. But it was also because Ramon St. Brown wasn't in. Ramon St. Brown, Ross St. Brown. Also, uh, also, uh, DeAndre Swift looks like he didn't play either. No, Amon Ross St. Brown was in the game actually. Oh, he, oh, my fault. He just didn't do anything. I guess for fantasy. Yeah, then. he just didn't do anything. He got like four receptions, eighteen yards. DeAndre Swift is still out, so Jamal Williams is still their main guy. But uh, what's remarkable is someone in my league who's own four started Jared Goff this weekend, and might actually still win. And there was also a really, there was a uh, apparently a horrifying injury in this game as well. Oh God! I just I didn't don't see know anything about that. I I 
I don't know what it's about. What would, would happen with it? I, I just know no that I saw something that, like, uh, you know, another player had to go to the hospital. There was a potentially scary incident in the Arsenal game where Gabriel Jesus, it looks like, just collapsed in the middle of nowhere. And I was genuinely worried to be like another kind of Ericsson situation. Oof, yeah. But thank- in a weird way, thankfully, he actually just got elbowed in the face and got knocked out for a second. It was like a UFC You know, elbow. that's one way. <laughs> yeah. So, but the very least, you know, it, it was a contact concussion, not a non-contact, uh, you know, issue. And also, uh, the Bears lost 29 to 22. Uh, apparently, I don't know, they were doing some stupid uh, play calling. I have no idea. You think I'm watching the Bears jiggly? I, there were three games I had to watch simultaneously. It was, it was the Jets, uh, Jets, Dolphins, Man U, Everton, which Man U won, and then the Fire game. And at one point they were all, I think, simultaneous, and it was it was chaos for me. Yeah, I was. But we'll get to. I was just we'll at get, the fire game. Was, yeah, we'll get was... to the last one last. Uh, you didn't miss much in the NFL, other than ta- like the worst rough in the passer penalty called in like a decade, where Brady Brady gets sacked, tries to kick the guy, and then complains his way to getting roughing the passer penalty. Um, yeah, sounds normal. Sounds like Brady. Yeah. Um. We're we're gonna for context sake we're gonna do this this episode's gonna be mainly focused on the fire, so we're not really gonna do like the the tier by tier thing. For Europe, all I have is uh, the focus on the biggest team in Europe, obviously Sports Verein Werder Bremen, who actually won again. Jiggly, Jiggly, do you know what place Werder Bremen are at this point in the season? Third. Okay, let, let's calm down a bit. They're in fifth though. <laughs> Sports Verein Werder Bremen are in fifth place. Let me double check that because I know Dortmund passed us. Isn't but isn't t- like. They, Oh, Union Berlin no, got knocked out of the first. Okay, yeah. No, I Union Berlin's that. still first. Really? Yeah. Huh. It was, no, it's Union Berlin, Freiburg, Bayern, Dortmund, and then Werder Bremen. Werder Bremen are technically only one point off of Dortmund and Bayern. We are just absolutely having the time. Like, we beat Hoffenheim. It was, it was one of those games that was so even so 50-50, but we only won because their defender took out one of our guys in Palantiria. Um, Nicholas Fulkrug, I think I told you that German striker who might go to the World Cup, he scored and assisted with the Germany coach in the stands, which is really good for his odds, which is great to see. Um, and yeah, I'm just loving life as a Bremen fan right now. We are we are flying high. I don't think we can good make a for genuine, you, buddy. I don't think we can make a genuine push for Europe, but at the very least, we should come nowhere even close to relegation. So good there's for you, that. Buddy. I will beat the life out of you if you call me, buddy. <laughs> I'm not going to get called buddy by dude who's five foot seven at his peak, okay? I, I have something later to talk about with that. I, I will drive over there and take the brimstone cup off of you, and then I will say I didn't, and people will think you lost it, and it will be amazing, all right? <laughs> okay, when I was given the brimstone cup, uh, specifically, Nick came up to me and said, if you lose the brimstone cup, I'm going to lose you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're going to see Jiggly in a box flowing down the river, Grandma. Sorry. Um... So there's that. I don't remember what else I put in the, the Discord because I'm trying to go off the dome. I know uh, one yeah, of them my is two other. Updates, yeah, I don't have any. You, don't, you didn't about. have anything else written. I just have a couple things, which is uh, Steve Bruce got fired again with West Brom <laughs> okay, this weekend. Thank you. Why? Why? So, Fair enough. Actually, no. It was it was actually today, earlier today. No. Oh. And Good people lad. thought that Roy Keane was going to take this, take the, take it, and he has vehemently said no. <laughs> Roy Keane should not be allowed to coach any football. Roy team Keane any shouldn't level. be allowed anywhere near a football pitch. That's true, including an see, NFL football pitch. Yeah, I assume you saw the video then, where someone tries. I to didn't get a see the video. With, I heard about it. He, someone, some poor fan just trying to get a selfie with him because you know Roy Keane's a celebrity. Roy Keane looks absolutely livid. 
I'm like, no, come on, Roy Keane. The, apparently, the specific thing he said was, I'm trying to watch the game. Meanwhile, you know, the NFL, notoriously the most uh, the most stoppages in any sport. <laughs> Except for maybe... No, no, even basketball has less stoppages. Because <laughs> okay, the basketball technically might have more stoppages, but the stoppages take like a half second. Yes. Meanwhile, you got to wait like a full 30 seconds most of the time. Yeah. Run that play clock me- down. Oh, of course, of course. If I was a football coach, we'd be playing possession football. <laughs> that is actually a thing. It's called yeah. the it's called the death march. That's just a strong running game. Yeah, d- d- dominate the time of possession. You you can't concede if the other team don't have the ball. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Uh, and then also uh, in La Liga, uh, the Griezmann deal is official now. I didn't see the official numbers, but uh, Antoine Griezmann uh, is. Now officially back with uh, Atletico, and he will finally be able to play a full game. <laughs> yeah, um, El Clasico is this weekend, and that also reminds me we're at the point in the season now where we're close enough to the World Cup. Where uh, is there a good chance like any injury could rule player out of the World Cup? And it's always like the sad stories. Like I know Ada Ujo is not guy you'll recognize, but he's a center back. But you would know Paulo Dybala, who was yeah. probably going to miss a, a, uh, the World Cup, and unfortunately. He did so. He injured himself scoring a penalty. And that is just insanity to think that you can miss a World Cup because of that. But the, his head coach said he's going to be out for probably the rest of the year. And the World Cup is this year. So that that, that is very Yikes. unfortunate for Argentina and for him, of course. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's, he's done a lot better like since he's gotten to Roma, right? He's been chilling. He's been chilling with Roma. Him and Chris Smalling. I, I, this is the second time I've checked a game and it's been Dybal and Chris Smalling scoring for them. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, the Griezmann deal was lowered down to twenty million. Oh my god! Instead of forty, bargain maybe it, it, it was lowered from forty to twenty. Uh, yeah, so that's it there. I'm not going to talk about the J League this week. Uh, there is no uh, Wii League right now. Although I do want to add that uh, I specifically in my application for uh, teaching English to Japan, I mentioned that I want to teach in uh, Chiba Prefecture. Specifically, the reason for selection, I wrote in, I'm a fan of the Jeff United Chiba soccer team. <laughs> yeah, it's smart. Yeah. What uh, an obscure reference that could work. It's, it's a small thing that's like, huh, he actually knows the sports around here. Screw a lot of men. Yeah, a lot, lot of men. Uh, and uh, you guys will hear, well, might hear more about that sometime in March. <laughs> When uh, when placement actually like starts, things start moving there. Uh, so uh, do you know? Is that like when you know if you've been uh, like uh, accepted or denied? Or yeah, I think March. Although January is when they shortlist people and bring you in for interviews. Yeah. Okay. So there's there's like multiple different steps and stages. I think I can handle it. I uh, maybe. Maybe. Uh, Anyway, there's some there's a lot of NWSL stuff going on right now. Uh, unfortunately, we're not going to spend too much time on it because you know we're trying to make this uh, make the stuff that isn't the fire a whole lot quicker than usual. But uh, just a whole flurry of action, specifically on Monday today, uh, that you know I'm trying to I'm I'm trying to piece together myself really. Yeah, the so, thing that's also going to suck about this is that news could break like within hours anyway, or like tomorrow or the day after. So it's hard to do a recap of stuff at the moment. Especially with how volatile the situation's been. So uh, almost like the day after the uh, 
the Yates report came out, and you know that was the day that uh, the episode came out. Uh, Arnhem, I believe. Well, first of all, the day before Merritt Polson stepped away from the Thorns, and I believe Gavin William, Williams, uh, well, whoever that guy's name is, he's a terrible person anyway. Uh, the guy, one of the other guys who enabled uh, Paul Riley to continue to stay within the league. But uh, the two of them stepped away from the from the uh, team. Although technically speaking, you know they've only stepped away from the Thorns side, which we know how bad they are on the Timber side anyway. They're not any better. Uh, so that's for them. Uh, there's other stuff. Apparently, I didn't. I I tried to read a bit more of the Yates report. I didn't get to anything other than the Rory stuff. Although all I know is that Christy Holly is. Uh, people are saying that he should be in jail. Uh, oh, so I, I should probably, I, I could, you know, I should read more, but also hearing that, I don't know if I want to read what he did. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, it's tough. Uh, but then there is, uh, let's see, with the, fi- with the Red Stars, though, it does involve fire stuff, actually. But uh, with the Red Stars, first of all, uh, Arnhem was officially stepped away from managing the team, from from ownership and all that. And then uh, a few days later after that, uh, Sarah Spain made like a a vague-ish Twitter thread about like, you know, we are looking into uh, options with removing Arnhem. And I have not seen anything specifically about Arnhem being removed from uh, ownership. Essentially, the main thing that I'm seeing from a lot of people right now is that... uh, uh, the main thing that I'm saying with with the uh, with with the with the against ownership and those people there is that they don't they don't want anybody to sell. They want the shares to actually just be removed from them uh, because if they sell, you remember uh, that one uh, guy who owned the Clippers? Yeah, bank off of being racist <laughs> or like Roman. What they tried doing to Roman Abramovich and Chelsea. So they didn't want him to actually sell the team. Yeah, so they're essentially trying to f- just straight up force him out of the uh, of the ownership group without him without him actually selling off. Uh, there was also uh, statements from various sponsors of the NWSL and specifically the Red Stars, the Red Stars' current uh, jersey sponsor, which they had not had a jersey sponsor in wow years, uh, and so this was their first one. In a long time, uh, CIBC, and uh, they did make a specific statement saying that uh, they're, they're, uh, our sponsorship with the Chicago Red Stars is intended to improve opportunities for the players and to close the gap for women's professional sports. We recognize the steps the Chicago Red Stars organization has taken this week and will continue to engage with management to ensure players feel safe and supported. Very different from the statement from, uh, I believe it was it's a distillery that uh, is the jersey sponsor for Racing Louisville, which is where uh, Christy Holly was never actually coached a single game. He was removed almost immediately after he was hired because it was right in the middle of the Paul Riley stuff, and everyone's like, wait a second, didn't he do things too? Uh, anyway, yeah, so uh, Racing Louisville, uh, the sponsor was a distillery. I completely forgot the name of the distillery, but they specifically said that uh, they will be pulling all of their money from the sponsorship and be giving it to a uh, players, uh, the uh, players' organization. That's nice. So, yeah. Uh, good for hopefully, them. yeah. Hopefully, once because, like, you know, in all these instances, money is what ultimately talks. So, hopefully, these like sponsors pulling out and me having issues with everything 
is what gets the NWSL to kick into high gear. Because it's a little concerning Artem's still there, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought, I, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure, the Artem's gone then. Yeah, like, any any second now, once that report came out. Oh, wait, uh, Galvin is still there. Oh, yeah, wait, I, I need to update something that I said wrong. Gavin Wilkinson was fired, actually, so. Okay. Uh, yeah, with, yeah. The, with the Thorns. If Artem survives another week, that's going to be concerning. Yeah, so uh, continuing on with even more stuff that, like, this is just this just came out uh, Monday. So, like, as I was coming home, I just saw this stuff about it, that uh, there was uh, one of the, uh, basically, there was one person who was running the club since the beginning of this season, uh, Vicky Lynch, who was the uh, chief business officer. And uh, apparently this morning, uh, any email sent to her, Red Star's email, email account, was an auto-reply saying, I have left the Red Stars for another opportunity. In my absence, please contact... Mike Ernst at Ever. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not gonna even gonna read out the email because whatever. Uh, yeah, so this got a lot very confusing. There were a lot of Red Stars people that were almost angry at the name of Mike Ernst because they didn't know who the guy was. And meanwhile, all of the fire fans are coming in like, oh man, this is a dub. <laughs> yeah, for the, unfortunately they're just not dude. But they're like, no, 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 wait, wait. One of the no, good no. dudes. He's he's a cool dude. Good uh, dude. One of the yeah, great dude. One of the best uh, one of one of the few bright points in uh in involved with the Chicago Fire for the longest time. Uh I didn't know apparently he's been working as a uh, special advisor or something to that effect for the Red Stars uh since he left the Fire. So this is what he's been doing. He's still involved in Chicago soccer. So hey, not nice to hear that. And you know what? Honestly, the moment that I've heard that I heard his name, he's working with the Red Stars now and that like, you know, Artem and like they're Artem is sort of out at this point and like they're working on stuff. I immediately want to get season tickets again. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, that's, 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 that means a lot to me. That's why I thought. Yeah. I'm thinking as soon, as soon as they finally can, they get the, um, what's that dude's name again? Artem. The owner out of, yeah. One, as soon as that you're, you're right back into it. Yeah. Uh, and there was also at about, about the same time, uh, a statement released by all of the all of the Red Stars players. I retweeted the uh, I, I well, I sent uh, Adnan the Alyssa Nair one, but uh, I retweeted uh, Colaprico as well. Uh, and then I saw everybody was tweeting it out, uh, and it was a basically it was the Red Stars players saying, you know, Artem told them that he had no knowledge of uh, of what was happening with Rory, but with the Yates report, everyone now knows that Artem knew everything. And so they are also calling for him to be removed. So, you know, the players are also on board with this right now. And it was a just made official uh, as we were setting up for the episode that uh, the new chairwoman uh, of the board is uh, Kim Vender Moffat, uh, who, uh, yeah, she joined, uh, she joined ownership actually last year. Uh, and, uh, was became a part of the board earlier this year. Uh, and yeah, Vicky Lynch was officially said to have resigned. And uh, Mike Ernst is now interim chief business officer of the Red Stars. Uh, so yeah, it looks like, you know, he, he's going to be in charge of helping make sure that's, you know, at least fixing the workplace environment at the very least. I mean, the thing about, Mike Ernst is that in name he was like the VP of sales or something like that. What, what what was his official title? It says VP of sales and revenue for the fire, which does not even cover even like a quarter of what he did for the team. <laughs> yeah. 
So I, I think that, you know, they got they got in Ernst, and that is a an amazing move for the Red Stars. Uh, so I guess the they've officially completed the trade. Uh, the fire got uh, Justine Freud, who uh, works in like content, and uh, and I, I think it is mostly just content uh, and PR, probably. Uh, and then uh, the Red Stars get Mike Ernst. Yeah, Hugh, uh, massive W. Everyone was so sad when Mike Ernst left the fire. Everyone would be very happy to see him back in in Chicago so, soccer. Yeah. Do you think? I assume the the bridge relocation has been big for him then, right? Because did he stop? Working with the fire once he moved to Soldier? You know, I don't think it was because of Bridgeview. I think well, it I mean, was because of... I think it was because of, you know, just getting tired of the team. And, like, you know, the way thing. Like, I, I think he also realized... Like, I, I think I said it uh, when he did uh, leave the fire that, like, he recognized that the culture was finally shifting for the fire for the better, finally. And he didn't need to stick around to help that anymore. They, it, they were already moving towards the right path. Which I have something to say about that later too. <laughs> oh jeez. Well, yeah. I mean, fair enough then. Uh, and then there's this other side story. Uh, just, just wanted to mention this. Uh, there was this apparently. Uh, there was it was a big deal made that uh, Inter Miami, one of their announcers, like broadcasters, was a woman, uh, uh, Kaylin Kyle, and turns out. She just got the job because of nepotism. <laughs> nice. She straight up tweeted it like it was a like it was a, some sort of celebration, and it was like real cool that uh, she asked a former boss via LinkedIn for an interview after the hiring process was already finished. <laughs> Standard. And yeah, with no prior work experience. <laughs> Which is weird because she says that, but when you look at her Twitter, she has other experience like in broadcasting. So I don't know if I it was guess... like a certain role or I don't know what that was about. Yeah, I mean, that you know, nepotism. Just, yeah. just pure nepotism and there. And white women, white blonde woman getting a shortcut. Yeah. Who would have seen, who would have seen it coming? <laughs> just so much privilege. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, God. Somebody just tweeted out they want Mark Cuban to be the new owner of the Red Stars. Lee, <sighs> go away. That's what, no. That's what no, that's what we immediately cut back into now. Who are you now? Who are you? What the- um, screw it. Let's have... Um, okay, I, I th- my, okay my, so there, there's, there is a conversation going on about whether or not Mansueta will take the Red Stars. My brain and- went... The, that's, that's, the, uh, that's the broke take. The woke take is... I'm sorry, Andrew Hauptman popped in my head because that made me smile, but that's obviously terrible. <laughs> he doesn't have the money anymore. <laughs> Man, his wife left him. That too, I think that happened. I don't even know anymore, but I Wasn't do know it? that his wife's family is involved with some. <laughs> oh, ooh, okay. Let's, uh, let's if you uh, there was, no no there was a uh, there was actually a documentary about the cult that uh, his, that his in laws were a part of. <laughs> okay, lovely. Um, Which was just paying this one dude a bunch of money. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> that was I'm what gonna, the cult was. I'm gonna start a, a GoFundMe so I can own the Red Stars. And I'm gonna. Yes. I'm, all I'm gonna do is design the jerseys and then leave everyone else to like everything else to like my cards or someone that actually knows what they're doing. Yeah, <laughs> that that works for me. Um, yeah, but that 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 is absolutely massive news for Chicago soccer that Mike Ernst is back out there. Uh, he's yeah. Hold, that better not be interim uh, unless he doesn't want it to be full like, like permanent. That that has to become permanent at some stage. Yeah, up to um, Mike Ernst. Yeah, I, I, I think, well, I mean, he's him saying, like, you know, 
the opportunity to lead the transition. So yeah, I'm not quite sure if he actually does want to stick around, but he is in charge of this transition transitional period for the Red Stars. Yeah. And also, the Red Stars have a playoff game. Yeah, they do. <laughs> way, to, way to go, everyone. That, no, there was a there was a lot of people after the Yates report came out. Like there was a U.S. Women's National Team game within like a day, a couple days of the Yates report coming out, and like people were just like, "Why are they? How can these players play after that? How can they expect these uh, them to go out there and play a game after all that happened?" No idea, man. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, the Red Stars do play against the San Diego Wave on Sunday actually, at uh, 9 p.m. Uh, our time. So they got the late game on the West Coast. Which does mean that uh, they won't be affected by the football. Oh. <laughs> or at least any football that we care about. Well, the, uh, uh, no, I was trying to figure out the football schedule for next week. I'm not going to lie to you. Well, I know that the, uh, what, it, there's only one game that would be in the way. And let me just check what the Sunday night game will be. It's, oh, it's going to be... Cowboys Eagles. That's gonna and, be a really good game to be fair. Oh no, no, no do the not Cowboys, that Cowboys game. don't have a don't have well, I mean, yeah, the kind of rush has been okay. It's five it's like, five and oh versus four and one jiggly. You better watch yourself. Wait, the Cowboys are five and oh? Oh no, wait, no, the, the Eagles, Eagles are five are. and oh. Nine well, and one those two teams are. And Dak might actually play. Maybe. Yeah. Uh general yeah, that the uh the uh, uh, Kalen, just by the way, for I, I don't think I can properly say pronounce this in a way that you will understand what I mean by this. But her first name has two Y's in it. No W. <laughs> it is the whitest name I've ever heard. <laughs> it's like Kayle or something. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Kay- Kaylee with an E I G H. I knew a few of those girls in high school. It happens. <laughs> I went to a high school that had a lot of different types of people. <laughs> you knew girls in high school? Man, sorry. I would sit at the girls' table at, in high school. How dare you? Oh, fair play. I, they would look at me and walk away. Sorry. Never had a chance with any of them, but they would have me sit there. <laughs> I, I put fear into them. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just, I just love the scaring the hose away jokes. I, I, you strike fear into all, uh, all who see you. I, men fear me? No. Women fear me. <laughs> but I, I gotta be careful on how I phrase Was those it jokes. Fish, uh, uh, fish, fish fear me. No, no. Fish fear me. Men fear me. Women fear me. Everyone fears me. <laughs> fish fear me. That's what you want to hear. Um... Uh, lastly, or I don't know if that was it for yeah. NWSL, but the one thing then before we get into the fire, the, the Columbus Crew 2 won the MLS Pro Next League, and uh, that's perfect a narrative. I didn't check the lineup, but they, I'm, I'm just going to assume they had like the entire Columbus first team out there. I really do hope it was the, the entire first team. It was like team, a 27-year-old dude, probably. But still, uh, yeah, it's grown men winning a developmental league is exactly what you want from MLS. Yeah, Adnan, I, I just sent you proof. Um. Anyway... Of talking to women in high school should be good. Let's see how this makes me look. What am I looking at? What am I looking at? That is... Why, okay, thank you. That is... It's something. one of the oldest pictures on my phone, too. That is something else. Look at you go. 
Well, it does relate to what we're talking about next, which is the fire. So first of all, I just want to say I don't need to go to any more fire games anymore because I have completed the fire. I've completed okay. it. Okay, that should be good. Um, so you're going to start this? Yes, I, I'm starting it with this, that uh, I was able to go out onto the pitch at halftime because my dad's season tickets are like original season ticket holder tickets. Uh, so instead, like, basically, you are only allowed one person per party. So, uh, yeah, I, got, I was chosen. I actually went down there with Peter Wilt and was struggling to find where I was supposed to meet up with everyone and ended up in the tunnel as the players were coming in for halftime. <laughs> I was very scared. Champion. <laughs> I was just like, I'm not supposed to be here. But, like, the one staff member there is just like, you probably aren't, but, like, I know that, like, you're supposed to be somewhere and I just can't figure out where it is. <laughs> and uh, eventually it did all work out. And uh, I, we got onto the pitch. Uh, we did like an honor guard thing or whatever. Uh, and then uh, Chris Armas carried out the MLS Cup, by the way. <laughs> um, just, just for Adnan to hear that. <laughs> yeah, of course he did. Of course he's stupid. <laughs> bald headed man with no... <laughs> Sorry. And uh, Lubos Kubik carried out the uh, o- Open Cup, which uh, it wasn't the real Open Cup. It was the crystal one that they hand to each team. Uh, you know, you win the actual cup and then they just give you this trophy to keep. Uh, and so, you know, they lifted it at everything like they had the photo shoot. And then Kubik hands the Open Cup trophy to just to, to one of the fans. And I'm just like, wait, what? They can just they could just do that. We can just get it. And like, we slowly start, all of us slowly start inching over towards the, towards the team. <laughs> Nobody's stopping us. And all of us are walking over and, you know, Armas hands it off to uh Jersey Probosny, which uh, for those of you who are aware of the history of the fire, Jersey Probosny scored the winning goal in MLS cup. <laughs> nice. And so I get over there and Probosny, he, 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 he wants to hand it off to someone. And I'm there, and I don't know if it was Richie Kacha or Tony Kuhn who points me out to Jersey. And so Jersey Verbozny, the man who won this cup, hands it to me. <laughs> that is a and moment and a half. That was that. Yeah, I've I have I have uh, won being a fire fan, and I don't have to go to games anymore. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't have to be a fan anymore. I've won. <laughs> it's like it's like you and your mom are in the same boat now. It's just gonna be your dad going to games. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that, 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 that's what happened there. That, that's me lifting a trophy. <laughs> and, uh, there was also the banter on Twitter of, uh, uh, Nick, Nick calling me out because I am in the picture for the, uh, you know, then and now for the 98 to 98 MLS cup. And I am like almost front and center because I'm oh, on the yeah. side of the fans and on the other side is all of the players, but the fans are on like, you know, the right side of the image and i'm in the front (laughs) jiggly has has put himself in the spotlight and uh and yeah nick just says when was jiggly on the 98 mls cup team (laughs) jiggly you were uh, because we've talked about this aren't you younger than i am yeah so you weren't alive for that then yeah i was born may may 99 Nice one. I was a nice bump. one, Jiggly. No, I was a bump. We're absolute champion. I think I was born I, like days before that cup final happened, so I can at least get some <laughs> credit. That is something else, though. I was a bump. Okay. All right. Um. So the fire also tied that game. By the way, they tied the yeah. Revolution. Uh, the game uh, well, sucked I mean, that was, for eighty-five that was an minutes. Yeah, that, that that was an interesting thing with Alex Monas got the game-winning goal. 
That was nice. Yeah, game one and goal in a one-one draw. Wait, what, what yeah. a champion! Hey, hey, you know what? You you take what you can get. <laughs> yeah, no, that game sucked for eighty-five minutes, and then New England scored a banger, and then I don't know if you realize this watching it live, but Omar Gonzalez literally gets subbed in on, on a throw-in for the fire, then heads it while his goalkeeper's trying to clear it, which leads to a loose ball, which leads to him falling right to Monas for a tap-in. Not a tap-in, but a good finish. <laughs> yeah, which was a great moment to be fair. Alex Monas. Monas was exactly a- where he needed to be. They were exactly talking about how he, like, he had, he had uh, I think he had, his, he, had, he had lost his brother either sometime this season or last season. He had a difficult time. And it was, it was great to see because you could tell how much it meant to him. So that, that's a, a lovely way to end it. There's a, there was a video of uh, Alex Monas' dad. Oh, uh, yeah. Who, uh, yeah, watching the goal. Good stuff. Oh, I, I, I hope we don't have this moment now where this happens and then he plays like two minutes next season. Because I, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest. What he, I think he did only play two minutes this season, and that was one of those minutes. Is he a center mid? He is a uh, winger. He's a right winger. So he didn't even play in the Open Cup game, did he? No, I don't think so. Because it was he's, over Hall and who's he's the been other scoring one? in the he's been scoring in the second team. That's good. I just don't think he's quite ready to you know be up in the top league. But I mean, yeah, he was sure. okay. He was from what I heard when he started off with Forward Madison. He was kind of anonymous. That's hey, but John Durant sucked in MLS too, and he he did well done the season. So who knows? Monus yeah, uh, Monus is from Downers Grove, huh? Neat. That's that doesn't seem real. Downers Grove does not seem like a real place. Downers Grove is one of the train stops uh, that I that when I was originally going to College of DuPage, I thought on I had to white, get off at Downers Grove on your white person train. It sounds like a very white person stop on a white person train. I mean, one of them is Har- One of the stops is Harlem. What Another one is the zoo stop. <laughs> what, is that, what, is, what is that supposed to mean? Sorry. The zoo stop. That sounds hype to be fair. Don't yeah, it's home. the one that's... the zoo immediately after? <laughs> to I be honest, some, sometimes I think about getting off at the... Actually, no. The actual stop that... It, like, that's the zoo stop, but the actual closest stop to the zoo, I think, is Riverside. <laughs> Jiggly, next time there's a fire game in Bridgeview, which is obviously going to be at some stage next season, I'm just going to go to the zoo instead. Honestly, I might want to go with you. Uh, I have um, I, we have a membership for the zoo, so you can get of it for free. You are so white, Jiggly. <laughs> you are so you have a zoo membership for crying out loud. We can get buffalo burgers. Um, made out and of buffalo. The buffalo. Yeah. Made out of buff- that that seems that seems cruel. You can eat the buffalo burgers in front of the buffalo. I've done do it they, before. <laughs> do they taste more like chicken or more like beef? Uh, more like beef. Interesting. Interesting. I'm gonna so, fight a uh, giraffe. Sorry. I think you can like they have like by the giraffes you yeah, can feed the yeah, giraffes okay. so you could probably fight one. Uh, okay, yeah, that's fair. I like I said I could like the, I like so you not in the legal sense but you want like the physical physically sense. yeah like you won't have to get over you won't have to get over a fence to do it you could just do it probably. Imagine you're going to the zoo and a dude punch a giraffe, bro. Imagine that. You know what? I kind of want to. I know we dude we're supposed to talk about the fire. Punches a giraffe. I, I, I know we have to talk about the fire. It'd be so funny if we just ended it there. Just, uh, yeah. This is the episode that we're supposed to talk about the entire season. And I did want to take it in a route of the 25th anniversary was this weekend. And uh, that, that was Saturday night, the party. And uh, Adnan, you don't understand how, mu- how many players I wasn't able to talk to because I was looking for Nate Jaqua the entire time. I am Good. serious. That thing. Good. Okay. I sent you that. When did I send you that picture? Like not, what, late in the night. It was real late that I finally sent you a picture of me with Nate Jaqua. And 
Yeah, the entire night I was just like running around. And whenever I found a player that I knew played with Nate Jaco, I'm just like, where is Jaco? I was told by my friend I had to find him. Dude, imagine <laughs> imagine being a player, being at an anniversary party, and someone walks up to you and instead of asking to talk to you or asking for a photo with you, goes, Hey, where's Nate Jaco at? I did that to Chris Ritter. <laughs> Chris Ritter played with Nate Jaco? No, so. but I did ask him where Nate Jaco was. Why would Chris you think Chris Ritter knows anything? I'm sorry, that was toxic. <laughs> You know, I went up to him and I, and I did ask him your question, which is, why are you here? <laughs> you, and he's there's just like, no way. And, and, you know, he did say like, you know, hey, we just care about this team. And, and I mean, that's it's a very wholesome thing. Like there are a lot of players on that list that like technically like you don't know why they would why they would even want to be there. But like uh, they were there. And so let me tell you about Rafael. Wait, wait, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. Let me say something. I just love the thought of Chris Ritter watching the fire losing game this season getting really upset about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, but that's so funny. Like he see he sees the fire can see. He's just like throwing his pillow against the wall. He's like, come on, guys. And he played uh, like ten seconds. I'm sorry. He actually played a decent. He was yeah, no, Chris he Ritter, played too much. Chris Ritter have, was he was Chris the worst Ritter was playing instead life, of Rafael Rabio, who was actually a good holding midfielder. Let me talk sw- about Rafael Rabio. Rafael Rabio playing like the the 2000s, bro. I'm not gonna cap, but you have never no, heard of Rafael Rabio played in like 2012, back when never we had like man. five different holding midfielders. <laughs> oh, like Lee Chom. No, Chom was way later, dude. Sorry. Hey, calm down. Calm down. We had... Let, let me just see this. Um, I got to use my laptop because... Oh, uh, yeah. Football, football <laughs> Reference doesn't like, doesn't like this computer uh, because of the, uh, because of the, the VPN. It Big doesn't trust red. me. Big red Jeff Laurentowitz, maybe. I think, I think Laurentowitz was just after this era. I'd, uh, Jeff Lorenowitz starts for this for this fire team. I mean, I'm just, just going to say that about everyone this yeah, episode. Probably. Loki, low, low I'm just going to tweet that out. Loki, the fire make the playoffs this year if they have Nate Jake up top. No, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, really? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm, that's going to be my next article. I'm going to take every player that's at the fire uh, anniversary party and be like, would the fire win if Blank was starting? Oh, no. Diego Gutierrez, Diego Gutierrez oh, doctor. Good. Dr. Diego Gutierrez, who is actually holding the trophy in the picture of me, uh, of me and the rest of the team. Nice. Uh, he, he, uh, Gutierrez was the one holding the trophy. I think, yeah, Armas handed it off to uh, Gutierrez, and then Gutierrez handed it off to Perbosne. Why is Chris Armas there, man? Chris Armas. Doesn't Chris Armas? Because he was I, the captain. You are You know lucky. what? If there was one thing that he could do, he was, he was a player. If there was he one was, thing he could do. Chris Armas was a player. Yes, thank you. He was one of the players of all time. Well, I mean, he he was he was seen as like you know a destroyer type, you know, like he he he'd take oh, he, out people's legs. He oh, was a he, true a true Chicago style player. He he destroyed the New York Red Bulls in that one playoff game. That's for sure. Sorry, you so, you are lucky. I didn't actually because if I realized how funny the the anniversary party would have been, I actually would have gone because I hated the idea of an anniversary party. Of <laughs> oh course, no, so I, feel the I was I was asked by a couple of people like, hey, why isn't Adnan here? <laughs> Dude, I should have gone in hindsight and just because you're. Well, that's a good thing I didn't because I would have tried to fight Chris Armas. <laughs> Imagine there's a bust up. There was another just... man that I will get to it with another man that you probably would have fought. Anyway, okay, uh, so yeah. at this time the fire had Logan Paws uh, oh, and holding midfield Logan Paws, Pavel Pardo. Ball, uh, to be fair. Uh, they had. Let's see. I think Paladini was considered a holding midfielder at the time. Uh, he was much more of a, like an attacker, either out wide or up the middle. I, you know, he he beat his wife, so we don't care about him. But oh, he I does count. About that. Okay. <laughs> but he does count. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Rafael Robayo, 
And uh, I think Wells Thompson was also <laughs> Never heard that. That, midfielder. that just sounds like a fake Academy product. Yeah. Uh, no, he has a draft pick. Okay. Uh, and I think Michael Vadira probably also is somewhere around midfield. Corbin Bone I, was actually considered an attacking midfielder. So I'll give it that. I think you're just using a random name generator and seeing how long you can get with like messing with me. Because none of these people are real. Someday I want to do that. But these are all real names right now. That's and a good so, game yeah. to be fair. If you just say, give me a name and you have to tell me, is it an actual former fire actually, player? No, you should, you should have, no, because you don't actually know what, uh, because you don't know it that well, you should be the one coming up with it and asking me. I could have that. And testing my them, knowledge. Uh, that would be just, fun. One of them is just gonna be Sean Maloney, because I miss Sean Maloney. You know, I actually I talked to Heights about Maloney. <laughs> How? How? <laughs> we'll get to it. No, I swear. No, I want to hear this now because I'm already. If I need to get pissed off, I'd rather be pissed off now than pissed off later. If someone said anything scandalous. Also, we had Yazita Tuva was a was a holding midfielder. That's at not the time. a real person. The fire make the playoffs <laughs> with Sean Maloney this season. I'm telling you that right right now. Sean Maloney right now. I know Sean Maloney has coach, player coach. Let's go with I, that. Whatever. <laughs> Sounds as I have some beer. Yeah, we're just gonna end the episode there. I thought for a second. <laughs> just a, a, a hard laugh and then end. <laughs> a hard sarcastic laugh end. Um. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, the, the first thing that I want to talk about with that 25th anniversary party, uh, it was very well, ni- nicely done. That was mostly, you know, on the supporter side, that was uh, Marty uh, and uh, N- Marty, Nick and Carrie were major parts of that. And I think Nicole Hack as well. And then uh, on the uh, on the on the club side, uh, there were two people. The the uh, two people left, that I think, have been there since the very beginning. Uh, and that is uh, Paul Cadwell. Uh, we know him as Caddy. Maybe someday I can get him on the on the show. Probably not. Uh, but he did say that he would he would uh, uh, narrate my documentary for me. <laughs> How about you? Uh, and then the other person is uh, Jessica Yavitz, who runs the uh, who runs the foundation. And so they were in charge of like the 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 fire side. And also Evan Whitfield helped out a lot with uh, getting all the players as oh, well. Literally everyone. Yeah, pretty much. No, the story of him. Staying, getting up real early in the morning just to call Joel and Pear. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, uh, in, in Estonia. <laughs> but was there, uh, right? yeah, Lumpair was there. Uh, uh, otherwise, the call from Evan Whitfield would have meant nothing. <laughs> Imagine. Lumpair just, just goes, wait, what team? I played for them? <laughs> oh, that's, I mean, honestly, there's like, Jolin Perra was like, honestly, when he came to the fire, he was supposed to be quite good. And then just hey, like, I, that was I just still, a season that just did not work out for anybody. I, I, I still <laughs> remember his brace against the Columbus crew. Do not disrespect Jolin Perra. Those are the only two goals he scored. I have, you, I actually have it pulled up right now. Those are the only two goals he scored for the fire. He, has, he, had, he got eight assists. He led the will, team in assists that season. I will drive season. to your house and beat the life out of you if you keep disrespecting Jolin Perra like that. I'm not disrespecting him. I'm saying that like, when he came in, we, it, like, he was supposed to be more, but then like the rest of the team just sort of let everyone down. Well, also Frank La- yeah, was falling asleep during games. Yeah. I'm surprised anyway, Frank Gallup wasn't there at um, this stage. Sorry. Oh mm-hmm. god. The, yeah, the the Nelson Rodriguez also was not there. <laughs> I still can't believe they even asked people. Uh, well, apparently, you know, they did the right thing and were just like, we're just going to ask every single GM or president or or head coach of the team, oh. whoever did it, and just like, 
you know what? If you want to come, you can come. And apparently Nelson Rodriguez said, I think I'd be a distract distraction. <laughs> yes, because people would have like I make jokes about that. Jay, someone would have genuinely wanted to fight Nelson Rodriguez. The reason why we have yeah. this whole double rebrand nonsense is because of him. There's so much left over. I, I, uh, I was talking to, there were some old fans that find, that showed up uh, for the game for the 25th anniversary. And so I was trying to explain to them, you know, like some of the players and also some other things. And there was something that was said about like, you know, some problem with the team. And I was like, yeah, I mean, that's just lingering effects of Nelson. And they asked me like, is there, is there uh, any, when do we stop blaming Nelson? And I'm just like, I mean, obvious, honestly, a couple of years, because there's the, the Jersey is lingering effects of Nelson. <laughs> The fact that we have this second logo to begin with is is always going to be on him because like some people, you know, no matter what, won't be fans of it, so they can still pin pin that on him. Yeah. Uh. Anyway. Uh. Other. So with Rafael Rubio, we got off off topic when we were really talking about Rafael Rubio. Uh. So they had different lines for food. Uh. I did not know about any other line for food except for this one single line and the dessert tray. The dessert tray also has another fun story, and that one. Wait, did I actually tell you that? No, I didn't tell you about that. Oh, this is fun. Uh, anyway. Oh, wait, no, I did say that. Okay. Anyway, uh, but uh, yeah, there was one specific table that like, you know, they had Mexican food and everything else and like, you know, stuff that a lot of people wanted to eat over there. And then off to the side was just a table with pierogies and these amazing chicken and mashed potato sliders. Ooh. Those were amazing. I loved Ooh. those. Ooh. Uh, that's That was my dinner. Like, Good. Yeah, and uh, that that was also the exact area where all of the uh, all of the uh, old Eastern Bloc players were hanging out. <laughs> oh, of course. Yeah, uh, like I I hung out with like why I I I got to talk to Wyatt again, and uh, we were just like standing right next to the table that like you know Lubos Kubik and like Jerzy Bobrovsky uh, you know had to squeeze past us, and I just asked why like do you know who that guy is? Me? <laughs> no. Well, I mean uh, that, that's it. You know, that that's why events like this are so good. And that's why I wanted to focus on our I wanted to focus our recap around this, around the uh, anniversary party, because there's some very specific things about that, about like, you know. It's about learning history and about understanding, like, this team isn't quite like a lot of the teams in MLS. And uh, there's I think even Ezra, when I talked to him and he said, like, I can't think of any other team in MLS who, who'd have something like this. Uh, and he's worked yeah. around. Yeah. He, he's worked in uh, for quite a few teams in MLS. Uh, so like it's it, it's something that's very special, and it's it's something where like you know someone like Wyatt, who is honestly I don't even know how lo- how much longer he's going to have left with the fire. I don't I don't know if he's going to last after next season. Uh, but you know it's an opportunity for him to learn from someone like me, who's been around for a while. And also, you know, to talk to some of the old guys as well. I just, I love the thought of you teaching White Amsberg about our history. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what was happening. I also told him about Rafael Rabio. <laughs> okay, okay, Rabio was can, just, can just standing imagine. alone, standing alone next to the chicken sliders, What's and I was just again? like, I got my, I got my chicken slider. I have, I have it on my plate, and I just look back over and I'm like, I know exactly who this guy is. I recognize that hair, Rabio. <laughs> and he turns uh, around, I, shake his hand, and then I just walk away. <laughs> Chris, Chris Ritter probably walked up to Thomasburg at some stage and thought, "Is that kid? Did that kid talk to you about Rabio as well?" And then they're like, "Yeah, of course he did." Like every single fire player was mad at you because you just get, you just walk up to Lubos Kubik, and hey, you know Rafael Rabio. 
and you just beat the life out of you. Oh, uh, actually, I did. I did. I did get to talk to. Actually, I asked uh, Kubik about uh, Novak because he wasn't there. Uh, apparently, his his house is in Naples, so that got hit by the hurricane. Oh, that's so, a shame. Like, house is underwater right now. Is yeah, dealing with it. I'll, I'll, I'll but, pause and Novak's all under that. See, the problem is, my dad probably would have loved this event, but then all he would have done is just talk to old players and start complaining about how, how much this current thing sucks. So oh, maybe it's a good thing I didn't bring my dad. So let me move on to uh, talking about current fire. Because I walked in, uh, I, I got my drink. Uh, they were selling, okay, here's the problem. I just want to say this. They ran out of, you know how the fire have a beer? Okay. They ran out of Hazy Pitch before nine. Of course they did. Good, <laughs> good, good. And so I went up, like the first beer that I went up to up there to get was, you know, I, you know I'm, I'm not a big fan of IPAs, but I'll have it eventually. So, you know, they had like a Heineken, Coors Light, Hazy Pitch, and uh, Sam Adams Boston Lager. And I just wanted to uh, message a picture of my Sam Adams to my friend and friend in Connecticut and say I'm appropriating his culture. Okay. And so I got that and I'm walking around like trying to find, you know, just some people that I know, like that aren't really talking to anybody, Uh, you know, staff people. I just want to say you may not like the organization and the way that it like, and like, you know, stuff that's happened around it, but there are a lot of good people work. Yeah, working sure. for this team uh makes you know sense. i had a great conversation i had a couple of great conversations with like some newer people who are like very new to the team and like really eager to learn about the team because like their staff and like if they want to work with fans they gotta understand you know the history of the fans and there are a lot of fans who don't really want to talk to them about the history of the team even though they were they're getting asked about the history of the team uh and yeah, then also yeah. like some of the older guys as well uh, the former uh social media admin uh, Ted was there. I got to talk to him a bit. He's now official. He's now officially in charge of all content. So that's nice. Oh, uh, Ted Bright. Yeah. Oh man, I should have had you hit him up because I've been emailing him recently. Yeah, he's, I, I he's a good guy. I should have. I should have put. I had you put a word in and be like, "Hey, yo, I'm yeah. not, he kind of ugly, but he write good." <laughs> yeah, no, Ted. Ted's a good guy. Uh, and so, uh, Ted, if you hear this, hit me up, please. Please give me some sort of opening job. Nate Jaquel might be listening, actually. Oh, uh, if Nate Jaquel <laughs> listens to this, Nate Jaquel, please just show up to my house. I want my, I want my dad to just be sat home waiting dinner. I'm like, hey, dad, look who it is at the door. It's Nate Jaquel. My dad would just pass out. Hey, Lois, it's Nate Jaquel. <laughs> yeah, and my dad just passes out in sheer confusion. Or all my dad would just go, oh, he scored the winner in 06. Where I'm like, yeah, and they go, cool, and he wouldn't even talk to him. No, I told I I explained Nate Jaqua to Wyatt Amsberg as I think he scored like a hat trick against the Fire in that one game we lost six nothing in the Open Cup. <laughs> oh, he, I think he did. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah, I think he only scored game, a brace. I stayed up late to watch that game too. Yeah, same. you know what? I'm gonna I, I, the the list of if I get a potential Fire jersey in the future. I know I've said Ivanov, but Nate Jaqua was a good shout too. I want to <laughs> rock up to a game in 2025 with a Nate Jaqua red jersey. Uh, anyway. Yeah. So when are we going to start talking about this current team, by the way? So I was walking around and I see in a corner two men talking to each other. That is the most wildest thing that I can think of. I remember a few weeks ago, my dad uh, uh, at my uh, my half sister's wedding, uh, she just walked over to me and said, uh, our dad and uh, and his ex-wife are now talking in the kitchen right now. And this is about the same vibes of that. 
Peter Wilt and George Heights were off in the corner talking to each other. Oh, jeez, that's cursed. <laughs> and so I'm just like, I want to, I want to, I want to go over and be a part of this. <laughs> okay. I get over there, and Wilt says, actually, because it was being held at the Museum of Science and Industry, Wilt just wants to go and check out some of the exhibits. But you know, he has to leave his beer because no, no, uh, no, no beverages past a certain point. So yeah. I said, okay, fine, I'll stay and watch your beer. Not realizing that I would have to spend the next 10 minutes making awkward conversation with George Heights. <laughs> I would kill a man for that opportunity. I would kill a man for I, I'm so upset myself for not going to this. I wish I could have just been you that night because some of these in- interactions are so funny. Uh, so, oh, man, you, I, 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 I just, haven't even gotten to the most fun interaction, I, I would have just gone to Heights. I would have been like $6 million for Shakiri, and he would have just wanted to fight me. Ooh, there's, there, there's more with Shakiri. Well, this should be good. Yeah, you probably uh, couldn't see him. Sorry. But, you know, uh, uh, same height as me. Of course I can see him. Uh, But uh, the thing that that I'll I'll say with, like, that's where we get to start talking about, like, where the the team is right now. And something that I noticed, uh, this is, like, the main thing. You know, obviously I kept it very cordial. uh, You know, basically saying, like, we just want the team to do well. If you are here, we want the team to do well. If you're not here, we want the team to do well. So if you're here, if you're still here next season, do well. You know, that very simple thing. Yeah. But uh, the one thing that I did say to him as like my, my small point of like, hey, this, this is something that like you could work on and like you could fix for the team, which is, uh, have you ever noticed, this is something that I talk to my dad about a lot now, which is that, Whenever we have a regime change, like whenever we get new people in or like we try to do a rebuild, we have players that are actually like solid, like, you know, mid-tier players. They're starters for us and they shouldn't be starters, but they're solid mid-tier players. And they can work as depth and they're not on that big contract. Think, uh, you know, Lucas Soyanovic. Raheem Edwards. Yes. So like they're not bad players, but they're not starters. You want to keep them around. But then the new guy comes in, or even like the same guy with this with the same rebuild comes in, wipes the slate clean, and tosses another load of players in instead of building on top of what's already there. And you know, even Heights said, like, we do have a good group of players, and I would not disagree with that. We have a group of players that if we add in the right key proponents, can win. But we don't have a winning team yet. I I just worry it sounds a little too similar to 2021 because remember people were kind of excited for 2021 because the fire had kept the same base team. No, but then yeah, we that's, realized that's, that base that's continuity. Team I'm not talking about continuity. That wasn't a base team. That was actually the entire team was the same. That was and, we, and there are very specific. There are very specific <laughs> points for the for this team that like you can point to and say this needs improving. This needs improving. We don't need to improve this. We don't need to get better than Shehos at center back, although it would be nice to have a, a better, you know, second center back than Wyatt Amsberg or Carlos Duran. I mean, I like both of them, but, you know, as we've said, Wyatt Amsberg is like the perfect off the bench backup, backup center yeah. back. We need, I, a, we need a better second center back. I think they might want to use Tehran, sorry, next year, which is which, it's bold because he looked better this year, but I think that I think they he always really looks better at the end of the season. He, he's no, a, even when it was like midseason. No, I know. At no point did I ever watch Tehran and think, "Ah, oh, he's bad today." I don't think I, from what I can remember, watching this season, from like, because like, it's weird that I, I say this. Like, I've actually I covered almost every fire game this season. I watched so much fire this year. I don't remember <laughs> Tehran being bad at any like stage. Yeah, unless I'm capping, 
the the big thing is I've talked to you about this fullback. You need a double change. Sekulich is out of contract. Let him go. Miguel Navarro. At one point, my dad just goes, "I don't like Miguel Navarro. He's stupid." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, you're right." To be fair, so here's the but, fun like, thing. I my actually dad doesn't do like, much analysis because he usually just complains about how bad the culture like at the club is. But I like hearing his takes on players sometimes because he goes, "Oh yeah, Miguel Navarro sucks." And which we'll get to later, but him and I have very agreed. We, him and I are on the exact same page with John Duran, by the way. The exact <laughs> same page. To, so here's an interesting thing that I do want to talk about. I did talk to Heights about uh, about Lugano because my dad, my my dad is really into Lugano at this point. Like nice. when I go to Japan, he wants to move to Lugano. And an okay. interesting thing in, in with with Lugano is that they have. A left back, an actual MLS grade left back that played in MLS, Milton Valenzuela. If you remember that oh, name, he was the oh, left back Columbus. for the crew. Yeah, oh, he's nice. with Lugano right now. And you know, I, I I was just talking to Heights about like you know, yeah, utilizing Lugano. You know, got to work on it. He said, yeah, we we really do. You know, it's a long term thing, but we want to start utilizing Lugano because it's a great asset for us. And you know what, I I think that the best thing to do is get Milton Valenzuela to the fire. Yeah, that works. I mean, I'm not against, as long as he's not too old, but I don't think he should be because he's playing in Europe right now, is. so it's good. There, like, there's a guy... On, I mean, also, on, you kind of do on. want a bit of that, you know, age. like Because, yeah, like, Bornstein was sick this season whenever he got the chance. You just think of the play. Oh, wait, though, right? Milton Valenzuela's only 24. Oh, there's <laughs> no way. Oh, yeah, snap him up every day Dude. of the week. Oh, no, that's, see, the problem is that's too smart of a signing for the fire. That's a gimme. And the I fire... think Milton Valenzuela might be younger than you. <laughs> uh, I, I, thankfully, I'm still 23. That's, that, that would have been horrifying if you told me he was younger than me. Oh, I am 23, uh, yeah. No, Milton, Milton Valenzuela was born 1998, August 13th. Oh, so I'm, I'm, only, I'm only younger by a few months then. That's crazy. <laughs> you, know, you know what I will say then? Um, there, there's this other guy on Lugano, this, um, this winger. He's a bit short. He's an Argentine. We're not going to talk about him. No, we can't. He, that, he hasn't done that well for Lugano, though. That's, that's the obviously, thing. He's not that good. But that's who Heights is going to bring in. And then someone's going to remind him, like, hey, yo, dude, you already signed this guy. And Heights is going to be like, ah, <laughs> you got me. Ah, sucks. <laughs> he's already signed for 15 years. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that, Milton Valenzuela would be a very good signing at left back. And honestly, you know who I want starting at right back next season? Obviously, I would like a better option than him. But I kind of want to see it. Just, just take a guess. He's somebody who is already here. Someone on the current. It, it can't be Dre, obviously, because Dre's is. left side. Oh, he is. He, a, he's he, playing. He's been playing as a right back, uh, with uh, with the second <sighs> team as well. I, you know, we could get a better right back than him, but at this point, if we are going to have anybody at right back on this current team, I don't want Sekulich. I want Dre. Oh, yeah, and yeah, no, I'm going to say this. Last season, I had a nice long conversation with Wyatt Omsberg and said, you know what, Wyatt's going to do well. And he did. Until he got injured, he did do well. I had a nice long conversation with Dre this, uh, uh, on Saturday. I think he's going to do well. That's fair. I, I'm still hesitant because from, from what I've seen, every time I've watched Dre, I've thought, I just, at no point am I ever thinking like, oh, look at Dre go. But I think he's, he could work as a backup. Get like yes, a proper absolutely. fullback in there. Get, get, yeah. get Dre as the backup. And then honestly, it, it, it'd be a bit bold, but a she-host Tehran um Augsburg center back uh, that's not that's not a bad class at all you would want to get a, a little more depth especially after what happened this year 
Oh, obviously you wouldn't have Burks be the backer behind that. You would have you have <laughs> you'd have another solid fourth tier. I did I did talk to uh, uh, Nyarko is uh, the current uh, assistant coach for uh, the Fire Two, by the way, and I talked oh, to him about uh, I talked to him about um, uh, why am I Charlie Ostrom. Oh okay. Oh no. Nah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, take take Dre out there. I want Charlie Ostrom as the backup well, back next Ostrom's week. left back. Okay. Oh, he can he can back up Venezuela because yeah, he can team, be the backup for team, Venezuela. Bornstein won't have a position. He'll just be old guy there in case of he'll be the he'll be random old guy to play defense if we need somebody. Yeah, utility man or CDM uh, for whatever reason. Sorry, I think <laughs> put that out there. Uh, I mean, that's, that's the, that's the other issue, which is we are very thin at midfield. And here's when I tell one of my favorite stories of the night. Uh, it was a, a bunch of players. Like, so the thing was, is that apparently, uh, I asked Heights about it. Like, you know, Oh, is, is why going to be here? And he's like, Oh yeah, I think like Shios is going to be here too. Basically anybody who is not playing tomorrow is going to be here except oh. for, uh, you know, Shakiri was there for some reason, but he I don't think he left early, which is weird. Uh, I think he just came by to say hi to Stoichkov. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't even there to like for the fire. But he's just like, oh, he shows Scotia was there. Cool, I must see yeah. you An actual legend? I will totally show up for that. And then he immediately uh, left. He sprinted out the facility. <laughs> well, uh, I caught this guy as he was trying to sprint down the escalator. Uh, Jimenez. Gaston Jimenez, who is now going to be here until 2037, apparently. No, I'm kidding. So this is a big deal. Uh, I mean, first of all, uh, I he, that was at the dessert table. I was hanging out with Nick over by like where they're setting up all of the... Well, they were putting together all the final touches on the all the auction items. And I just look over at the dessert table and there's just like Gaston Jimenez shoving his face, face with cheesecake. <laughs> we're like in a turtleneck. <laughs> he was not wearing a turtleneck, unfortunately. Uh, but I did go over there and just, just to say hi to him. I just went over said hi, you know, like, yeah, good cheesecake is you're a better man. You're a better man than I am. Cause I would have been the perfect no, talk behind, to me, behind me. Nick is just screaming, laughing. That, that would have been the perfect talk to me for to sock him in the nose, bro. I know. That would have been game over for Gaston Jimenez. <laughs> oh, wait, 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 wait. Was this a party before or after he resigned? Or it was after. It was after. Okay. Okay. So was that? So the problem is, I was thinking like in an adulting universe, I go to the party, fight him, and then he decides not to resign. But alas, <laughs> that's hilarious. That that that's that amazing. Look, uh, but uh, yeah. honestly, I, I rock so, with a, a Fede um, Pineda midfield two next season. So here's Maybe. but the, here's the thing: Gaston is still there though. And so here's 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 what I want to say about like that deal. So. I know when you first when you first saw it, you said like, "Oh, that's uh, I don't know how they were able to pull that off," and you were kind of upset that they pulled well, it off. For context, uh, Gaston Mendes won't be a DP this season. Instead of having a one-year DP contract, he'll have a three or four-year TAM deal, right? Yes. I my first thought, and I think it still might be my thought, is okay. Gaston's not a DP. Huge W. That's that's like the big step because I remember I told Jiggly. The fire offseason is screwed because they've got Gasol as a DP. But since they've been able to move him off of that, there might be hope. But you've got a counter to that. So, yeah, that's going to ruin their cap situation. Honestly, so, uh, so a DP is uh, actually only counts, I think, as 75% of a max salary onto the cap. Okay. So, like, a ma- the, there's the max salary cap hit. Uh, and then there is wait. So DP, the back. DP's not just a complete free hit. It actually still like equates. No, yeah, it still counts. So, oh my god, that so that that six million Shakiri gets actually like hits the salary cap. It 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 only hits 
for 75% of the max salary. But that's still, I can't I mean, do that's math. like, it's I over mean, 4 million. 4. I mean, Boris Sekulich has the same salary cap hit. <laughs> Boris Sekulich is a 4.5 million salary cap hit? No. 75% of 6 full, million is 4.5. No, not, no. The max salary, oh, uh, salary cap hit. So that is around like 800K or something like that. Somewhere less than that. That doesn't make well, you. You've lost me on the, on the rules work. I'm trying to find it. I'm actually trying uh, to find it because I remember I was talking to people. I was trying to explain this to someone uh, that it was a, that it was actually worse that uh, his uh, salary was bought down. Oh man, where is it? It was. Uh, it happened. What that was Thursday. Heaven only knows. Fantastic. Thank you for your help. Look, man, I, I worked a almost nine hour shift today at work by accident. All right. I <laughs> by accident worked a nine hour shift. Look, I don't care. Bench Gaston next season. I do I do not care. Ezra be a man. You, you Ezra knows who's his better option at CDM and, and it's Pineda. I do not care who's making more money. I know exactly what day I was saying this, but it's just not showing it to me yet. All, all of right. the all of my tweets there are okay, here we go. The maximum salary charge to the cap is six hundred twelve and a half thousand. Oh, and, that makes a lot more sense. That yes. makes a lot more sense. Thank you. So I believe that uh the uh a DP is like a percentage of that salary of that amount gets attached to the salary cap. And first of all, uh, the a DP, yeah, is a, is a percentage of that. You can buy down a certain percentage of the contract, which I believe is, I also have that in here. Um, it is... Okay, I don't have that in here. But it, I believe it's 65%, somewhere around that. You could buy it down to 65%. So you can only buy down 45% of the contract. Get to the layman's term about this. Basically, uh... You have to use TAM to buy down, uh, buy something down to a uh, to a max contract level, and then once it gets to max contract level, that's when you have to use GAM to buy it down. Okay. And you can only use a certain amount of TAM to buy down a certain percentage. Then there's DTAM, whatever. I don't know with that, but like basically, the fire have had to use a lot of allocation money to buy down Gaston's contract here. Or at least, you know, it's a new, it is a new contract technically, but they had to buy down the new contract. And he's still like hitting the salary cap a decent chunk, but he just doesn't have the DP tag anymore. Yes. Um, and I'm, and he's taking up allocation money and it's also, I believe, yeah, it, I believe it is a, a certain, the, uh, a DP only takes a certain percentage of the maximum salary cap. Uh, so I think that a DP might be like, I don't know. Maybe let's just call it 500k against the cap. And Gaston now with his new deal would be 612 and a half k on the salary cap. Okay, so what you're saying is that it's like the fire might have to build a roster where it's the three DPs and Gaston, and then like like scraps almost in terms of the rest. I don't know because the problem. Okay, see, because I was and all of this, all of this could be solved if last year. Oh, it's so funny. After one of his after his worst season, honestly, I'm going to say Gaston is better than was the better this season than he was the year before. Not but the hard. year before is what got him another DP contract. The I I because I don't know how many people actually look and read through my articles. I wish I could like send that article to like every fire related person. All because the fact that the fire 
had Gaston Jimenez, who they did, they who everyone wanted to get rid of, they could have just let him walk away. They literally, like you know, in FIFA, when you can just like sim the calendar, the fire just had to go to bed that night and wake up the next morning and then go to bed again. No, and they just would keep doing have that. to. They would have to either. They would have to have specifically declined his option. They did though, so they could have just declined his option and just been and done. then gone to sleep and then gone <laughs> to sleep for the night. I it's that might be one of like the all time bad decisions because now even though they've like got it's still they're still screwed for like was, you said three or four years I think it's three years, but because now the thing is right how do you build this team because the front six in, are you still there by the way I don't know if I yes I, I am okay I, I'm already getting to the squad building right let's say you have Brady and goal you have uh, actually screw the back line for now as things stand the the front six might be settled. Where you have a midfield three of Navarro, Pineda, Jimenez, because you have to play Jimenez for whatever reason. You have Jairo Torres left, Shakiri right, Duran Stryker. So, right? at this point, I'm just going to concede. That. I'm going. To, so, this are we finally getting to the to, to the attack? Because I do want to finish off with talking about the midfield. As uh, we are still incredibly at the midfield. Yeah. We are incredibly it, 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 If you play a midfield two and you and you allow yourself to play Gaston as a bench player, that's not too bad because you can just get like one or two cheap dudes, get a homegrown. That's not bad. If they move to a midfield three, that's that's trouble. Yes. So uh, we can come back to everything overall later, but as as we're moving through the 25th anniversary party, that I'll, yeah, I'm going to move on. How to, dare uh, I ruin your narrative here? I have a wonderful narrative. I am a storyteller. I have written scripts. <laughs> you are ugly. Sorry, I that, that too. One, I wanted to get to that one. I just. I'm sorry. Did you see? Ugly. Did you see the photo shoot that I have with the brimstone cup? The I'm gonna blow my brains out, Jiggly. I'm sorry. That was that was way too that was way too grim. <laughs> it, um, it, it, it was somebody else who decided to do this because they just saw that they just saw me hugging the brimstone cup and were just like, I need to get pictures of this. Uh, so that, that, that's that's honestly <laughs> almost the same. That's almost the same kind of photo I got with my my recent rec league trophy where I'm hugging it. Yeah. The third picture is the one that is the one that was that was fully tweeted out as like the official picture of this photo shoot. Well, that's that's wholesome to be fair. That's yes. good. Oh, that's nice. That's uh, nice. So, I uh, I did push past Shakira to go talk to Wilt and Heights. <laughs> good. And eventually, I did get around to talking to Shakira. I went up to him, said hi, and said that you know my friend makes fun of me for my height, but uh, we're the same height, and you just make me feel better about that. Did you actually say that? I I straight up said that. I'm gonna and you know beat what else the I talked to him you. about? You know what else I said? He said, "Oh, how are you doing?" And I said, "Oh, my back hurts." And he genuinely wanted to hear more about my back pain. <laughs> uh, Jiggly, it genuinely looks like you won the '98 on Musk. I've just loaded up that picture now. <laughs> It genuinely looks like you're a part of the team. That is horrific. That is horrific, Jiggly. My arm is in front of Pabrosny's face. Like, look at that, man. You are front and center. That is uh, horrific. I didn't know the camera was there. I thought the camera was on the other side. That's so bad. It's just huge. Um, <laughs> why did they have the fans so close for that photo? I, the, the, we all just sort of, like, converged. Uh... But uh, no, actually, they oh, they hadn't already passed off the open cup anyway. But yeah, uh, you know what I've said about like, you know, if I have a nice chat with them, like I can tell, you know, when I when I spoke to Sean Maloney, I could tell he wasn't going to do well for the fire. Not like whether he was a good player or not, but whether or not he was going to do well with I the fire. Because you knew Frankie Alp was going to suck. Sorry, I had to get that I out there. Knew Frankie Alp was going to suck. And the way that that Sean Maloney talked about the fire, talked about the fire and coming to the fire is like, it doesn't seem like he's that bought in. 
I don't know. The fact that Shakiri asked me about my back pain, I like the guy now. He should start. His, he should start. Um, the- I'm gonna be the life out of you. I cannot <laughs> wait till he gets like two goals, three assists, and then leaves in the summer. Oh, that's gonna be so funny. I mean, you know, like the thing. Okay, so there was that's a human uh, decency, Jiggly. <laughs> I, I I don't know. Like nobody else actually asked me when I said, "Oh yeah, my back hurts." Like How many that, people it, we just moved say on. You had back pain too. My. Let me tell you, I could Trickly, barely sleep you, later the night, later Trickly, that night, because I could not like li- I couldn't sit down earlier in the day. All right, like, first okay, of all, it was like genuinely hurting. First of all, feel better. Obviously, I, I, I take care. Of, you know the wholesome stuff. I'm doing Second better now. All, you were not the protagonist of this, the 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 25th anniversary party. I I guarantee you, Nate Jaqua and like Wyatt Osberg had no idea where they were, but they just looked so like, yeah, that guy sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm taking you through this. To talk about, like, you know, trying to go through the team through the 25th anniversary party because the 25th anniversary party was very fun. That's fair. Yeah, I do. I do genuinely regret not going because that seemed like a very funny experience. Yes. So I talked to Shakiri, the second highest paid player in the in MLS in the entire MLS. I talked to him about being short and having back pain. And you <sighs> know what? <laughs> Honestly, that was great. So. Ooh. Here's what I will say about, like, uh, from an actual serious standpoint about Shakiri. I mean, like, at this point, you do kind of have to put him at the 10. No, 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 surely you cannot. You cannot. No, 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 no. I'm finally starting to listen to some of the people talking about it. And it's like, you know, his mobility as a winger isn't quite there anymore. And give, give it, put him at the 10 and give him the freedom to roam. And that works. It's about the fact that we don't have we don't have anybody on the wing as good as him at crossing. That's the problem. I mean, Chris Mueller was good this season. He was Chris better Mueller's than Shakiri this season. Too much now. Like, I'm starting to, to see, I'm, I'm just starting to, to see, like, I'm starting to see hints of Katai there, you know, um, hints of Katai, Mallory Pugh, like just like holding onto the ball too much. That's so trying fun. to do love, too much. I, I, it makes sense, obviously, but it's so funny going from Alexander Katai to, uh, Mallory Pugh. Fun fact, I watched Alexander Katai score a goal on a team I was rooting for on Thursday because my favorite player plays for a team in the Europa League and they were playing against Red Star Belgrade who don't care yeah. about racism, to be fair. And Alex Katai <laughs> scored a nice goal. Uh, but, well, I mean, y- y- you remember what I said about Mallory Pugh back when, like, you know, back in, like, last year, I think, actually, when I said, like, she had the same sort of problem as Katai where, like, she was doing too much, the, tax- the attacks were ending with her, whether she did well or not. And yeah. so, you know, I think Mueller is starting to take on those traits. And I mean, Pew has worked her way out of it. Uh, I hope that Mueller can do the same. Is he going to be especially pissed if he doesn't start next season, though? Because in theory, I mean, yeah, you start the Torres. Oh, do you go Torres? I guess if you go... So, you put Torres again, on the right and then, and then uh, Mueller on the left. Uh, I just, I don't, I, I don't want to see that. I don't want to see that again. I'm, I... I'm not going to go as far as to say I'm going to lose it with Ezra if he starts Shakira at camp next season, but I'm not going to be a, a fan of it. I think I that the main it. thing that we, the main thing that I want to see now that we have a DP slot opened, uh, well, I mean, let, let's let's move up to the strikers. Obviously, you know, we don't care about Casper. I don't you even think go, he was there. Have him go back to Philadelphia. Just a, a Honestly, yeah. idea. Yeah, there is a way hate, to make him better. Casper, I don't hate Casper, but it just does not work out for me. There is a way him. to make him better, and that's to give him a second striker next to him. But the thing but is, is that I don't think that that specific striker can be Duran. No, because I think that Duran and Casper would be about 
playing about the same type of way, I think. Or at least, like, they wouldn't be playing in a way that's complementary to each other. It would, it would just be two separate guys playing as a lone forward. Yeah, pretty much. But, and um, I don't think you can play a lone forward considering the personnel behind him. Or you can play a front two with the personnel behind him. Because you can't play a front two in a cam. Sorry, go on. You can. No, you can't. Oh, uh, yeah, and then have Gaston Jimenez as your lone CDM. I'm sorry. Have I told? Have I told you the good word about uh, the Bob Bradley, Peter Diamond. Novak, three five two, which is you got three center backs, you have <sighs> one holding midfielder, okay, two two okay. wide midfielders, okay. two attacking midfielders, okay. and two strikers. Wait, wait, no, hold on. That was too many numbers. That that is not a that is not a quick. three. Five two. That's not a three. Three five, two. one two two two. That's I. I hope the fire play that, and I hope they lose by fifty. Jiggly. It is a glass cannon of a formation, but yeah, man, if you get it clicking, break into like bits and pieces. Okay, but the thing is, is that like if you have the right wingers for that, which that uh, that ninety eight team won with that three five two. That's that's the formation they played. It I'm not also, joking about that. It, it was also MLS in 1998. Yes, but I mean, like you have, I mean, they had on the wings, they had Jesse Marsh on the right and Diego Gutierrez on the left. Both players who could attack a bit, but were mostly defensive wingers. We, uh, if we get some, if we get like wingers that can do that, then that would be great. Unfortunately, we have attacking wingers. So yeah, counterpoint, you can't do that though, because then where are you going to play Mueller and Torres? You know. Mueller can learn to defend, and Torres doesn't have to be here. Oh, that's great. That's okay. Here we go. Yep, here we go. We're going to just Jiggly's solution is magic. Chris Mueller magically starts defending. Hyo Torres magically disappears because I can't sell him. <laughs> How are you going to sell him? Honestly, you just, you just sell a European team on his footage with Atlas and just call it a day. I I wish I could have you talk like this to Heights during this. I want <laughs> I want you and Heights to be in charge of. I keep Heights. Have you join him as an assistant and watch this team burn to the ground, bro? <laughs> oh man, actually, like honestly, if I if I were able to completely talk freely with Heights, this is probably the, the stupid stuff I'd say to him. Ezra Ezra would show up day one, look at his roster, and then just walk out the door. But like, I, did, what, I talked to Ezra too. I, I, mentioned, I, I mentioned I mentioned I mentioned about uh, you to Ezra. I was like, yeah, my friend, uh, my friend finally got to, got to, uh, got credentials to go uh, go be a part of the press conference. Unfortunately, that was the Open Cup game. So unfortunate circumstances to have met him. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I had two more press conferences with him, which were nice. I think yeah, I asked he, him one more question. Yeah. He might recognize me. He might think, oh, that guy just hates us. I don't think he actually reads it myself. But if he did, <laughs> man, he would, it would not be. I told Ezra my my Twitter handle. Okay, I am not what, afraid. What do you think was okay? I just bought wop his phone out. Is oh no, it, I, I just I just mentioned it is like I said I'm a journalist. It's like okay, yes, I, it's, that's what it is. Like also like I I'm specifically told by multiple staff members at I was I was told by multiple staff members at their like yeah you are very very uh, like just pervasive on the Twitter area on on in the Twitter. <laughs> Uh, community for the fire so like they just know who i am at this point through that of so course. you know just just randomly tweet out at ted bryant hire and then at and then put at my at and that'll get me a job probably <laughs> i'm going I mean, to my I head just, that could work i could just talk to him honestly like, if you had please, told me <laughs> i'd kill i'd kill for that i mean how am i supposed <laughs> to know how am i supposed to know jigs gonna go talk to people i also talked to christo stoichkov 
So that was nice. That's that, that was nice. I got another picture with him. Anyway, um, so now let's you know we can move past the 25th anniversary party, which I'm trying to think of if there's any other funny things that happened that you might think were funny. The Nate Jaquil picture is great to be for her. The Nate Jaquil picture, yeah. I love Nate Jaquil. Oh yeah, I was going. I was going to talk. uh, I was walking up to talk to uh, Andre Reynolds. uh, Oh nice. And and uh, he was talking to Quincy Ameriqua, who was sitting down. (laughs) And I walk up to the conversation, (laughs) and I just hear Quincy ask, "So are you involved in the Web three space?" And I just walked away. Uh, Quincy Ameriqua sounds exactly like a guy that would say that as well. I mean, when, when, when he was walking away, I did tell Quincy, like, you could probably start for this team right now. And you, no, not start like 70th minute. Like, I did specifically tell him that, like, you're the Quincy, perfect guy to bring on 70th Quincy, minute, annoy the defender. No, 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 no. Quincy Amariqua, before he got selfish, would start for this team. Yeah, not, not, no. Yes, 70th minute. No. Oh, no, no, no. 70th minute. Quincy Amariqua, when he wasn't an idiot, was cooked, bro. But then he got too, he got too excited about cooking. And then he got he thought he was so good, man. Oh, Quincy Amarico was is is a tough case to talk about, man. That that guy. See, I would have fought him too. Because I would I would have said something <laughs> stupid like that. I'd be like, dude, you were great till you got selfish. And then he would have beat the life out of me. <laughs> and he would have nay-nayed on me. Also <laughs> Sorry. I would have walked oh, up to him. That was great. I would have walked up to him and nay-nayed and he would have beat the life out of me. <laughs> God, I actually miss Quincy Amariqua. That guy was fun. Oh, no. The first person that Quincy said hi to was Ted. Because Ted was a part of the content team back then. <laughs> Quincy gave and him he good was, content. He was, he was the guy who made... I, he's got to have been one of the guys who made Quincy time. <laughs> I forgot about Quincy time. That was a good show. It was like, a was good so show. was fun. And then he got selfish. Man. There was a, oh, do you remember the one where like somebody said, like, I want you to kick a ball at my seat? And he nailed it like second try. Dude, I actually would like at him on Twitter sometimes. If you look up my at and then at Quincy Amarico, you're going to see plenty of interactions. Um, so blew it all away. Sorry. Uh, and to further your 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 thing about uh, Klopas, yeah, he was in the cor- he was he was also kind of standing off to the side. Oh, don't talk I, to him again. I, I, if I was at that point, I would have walked up to it. I wouldn't even said hi. I would just walk back away. I would have been like, hey, are you? Never mind. And just walked away. There there were quite a few guys that, just like uh, Ritter, there were like quite a few guys there that it's like, I are think you a you're fan? a player? Yeah. I think you're a player. I don't know. I, I, would, I, would, I would walk up to Chris Ritter, stolen face, be like, how long have you been a fan of this team? <laughs> Sorry. I mean, he honestly could have answered, answered well because like he was a home. So like, you know, he was a fan before he was a player. I would have just talked to him about Harry Ship for an hour, but I miss Harry <laughs> yes. Ship. I miss uh, Harry Ship. That's bro. the one guy I was sad wasn't there. He's probably like studying, or I was going to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> Great. I got to edit again. I thought it was only going to Oh, be- come on. <laughs> um, yeah, Sega was there. I think I finally was able to thank him for the interview that I did with him like forever ago because that's I nice. hadn't seen him since. <laughs> that's lovely. Um,. Yeah, then the, I wasn't able to talk to the president, so that was unfortunate. She was there. Yeah. Shocking. Well, I mean, uh, the nameplate was there at least. There's nothing, nothing better to do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, is there, there was, there wasn't anywhere else she'd rather be. No, no, not in the slightest. <laughs> uh, and then, uh, yeah, there. I, I'm trying to think of any other like fun, random things there. Like apparently, Brian McBride was there, and I just didn't notice. I just how didn't you see notice, him. How did you not notice that big head of his? I sorry. just didn't see him. Massive <laughs> noggin. I'm sorry. 
I also found Terrence. And th- we'll, we'll end, we'll, yeah, we'll end the 25th anniversary stuff and then get like serious, uh, you know, recap stuff. But uh, I did also talk to Terrence there. And uh, did you see, I, I, I wasn't watching the broadcast uh, and you probably weren't paying attention to the audio in the broadcast. Apparently Tyler Terrence, you know, your prediction at the beginning of the season came true. Yeah, I didn't hear him crying. I just know that like, him and him and Miola kept like getting sad about not being able to work together next season. Which I, I put it in my article. I'm like, yeah, they were far from perfect, but you know, people will be able to look back on and be like, that wasn't terrible. Like, and Miola and Terrence, okay, you know. According to reports, Tyler Terrence did cry. Oh, on of air. course he did. Of course he did. I'm sorry. He just Tyler Terrence is, is the guy. You know, that, I, that would... I went up to Terrence and basically told him like, you know. I may have told you all of the stuff that my friend said about you, <laughs> but uh, oh. I do, but I do hope that like, you know, he gets one of the jobs with Apple TV. Oh, he's going to get a job. He's going he's, to get he's, it. Like he's, him he, and JP Delacamp are like the two guys that it's like, absolutely. They need it. Well, he's, he's already done the an ESPN broadcast. So he's going to get a job. Someone broadcast. And like, I don't, I don't mean to make it like make one of the issues, but he is the prototypical white bland dude that you would stick on a commentary call. And he will say words, and you will move on he with the rest of your words. life. Well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, I think tell, is JP Del Campa the uh, the color guy? U.S. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, but JP Graham was a, a beautiful, brilliant man. No, like, I don't, I don't mean to be harsh to Terrence, but he, like, JP's miles clear in terms of being like a notable, recognizable commentator. That's like superb. Tyler Terrence is just mid, like, not like mid in a bad way, but he's like a, he's like a, he's average, you know. Oh, the problem is I would also have to fight Tyler Terrence because I would walk up to him and just show him a picture of Sekulic wearing a Slovakian national team jersey. And I'd just look at him. But like, yeah, this guy's Serbian, yeah? And he would just fight me. Uh, D- uh, JP Delacamera is, is play-by-play, actually. He'll yeah, be working with Tony Miola. Someone saved JP Delacamera. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, here, here's hope, the picture. Here's the picture of him with Tony Miola. <laughs> I, I hope every Apple TV broadcast is just Tony Miola by himself. <laughs> every Miola. single one, and he has to do multiple games at and the same doing, time. And, he, and, and instead of his actual voice, he's doing my Tony Miola impression, which just sounds okay, like a sure. really bad yeah, Ray Romano. Just, just Ray <laughs> a really bad Ray I'm Romano. Him, I'm walking here. Oh, sorry. Right. Uh, okay. God, he's got the ball. He's going forward. <laughs> Dad, where the kids are, are being kids again. I'm a terrible husband. Ha ha. Sorry, I, I can't do it. That's Romano. the joke. I'm and a terrible also, husband. And also, he's not. He, they they don't allow him to do any preparation for the game. Like if he tries doing preparation, like they they beat the life out of his laptop. And they just no, smash it. It's it's a it's it's a dog training shot collar. He Jeez. does it, he does research and then zap. <laughs> he goes. You just hear him on the broadcast go. Wait, where did he go to college? And he starts typing. And he's just Okay, this is we're gonna get serious too. But this is All right, this, yeah, this, we're about we're about to finally get serious no, again. I, here. I, yeah. I genuinely like I would genuinely pay money. Like I would go up to <laughs> I would go over a hundred dollars for that. I would watch MLS. What would you say to all, a crisp twenty dollar bill for for any <laughs> chick, like? I, I wish I could meet Tommy and tell him that. <laughs> tell him how much you hate him. <laughs> Have Tyler Terrence be like the the third guy on the sideline, but never actually cut to him. Well, Terrence is supposed to be well. When when we had Arlo White in, Terrence was the third guy. Uh, yeah. Arlo did play by play. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of that. To be fair, I'm also not a fan of everyone. No one's a fan well, of Arlo White. Uh, well, I mean, I do want to mention if we're uh, just because I mentioned Arlo White. Uh, this past weekend was the anniversary uh, for uh, the uh, Saudi takeover of Newcastle. 
Oh, oh interesting. And they absolutely demolished Burnley. <laughs> yeah, of course they did. Not Burnley. Burnley got oh, really Bradford, good, Bradford. There you go. Uh, I feel like Durant's going to play striker unless they sell him somehow. Which uh, I heard from some people that he might have a $10 million release clause. Might hey, take the money and run. I'm sorry, I'm gonna get into this now. Take the money and run. If a team actually makes an offer for John Duran right now, take the money and run. Because I'm telling you, John Duran would get like five goals next season. Take the money and run. I do not rate John Duran like that. Me, 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 and my dad were exactly. My dad was like, "Wait, Liverpool? Like, like Europe wants this dude?" Well, okay, like, here's the know, thing. Man. Europe wanted him a long time ago. That's why I told Europe my dad. wanted him when 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 the fire wanted him. Yeah, I think it's just confirmation bias. Whether like I scored a few goals, screw it. Or when he got called up to Columbia for some reason. I mean, Columbia's struggling anyway. <laughs> yeah, that that's that was a fortunate break for the fire because he that that guy should not be playing on the international. Well, I mean, stage. With, well, I mean, that's a fortunate break for any team in Europe who wanted him because that's how he, that's how he's getting his his uh, visa. That is true. With uh, international appearances, so you know that's helping him out and. Yeah, then there's Gaga, but like, what? Oh yeah, how did Bra- how did you think Brady did? He he made one really good save, I think. But other than that, he just had a game because nothing really happened that game. Yeah, I mean, he, he's gonna start next year and he'll be he'll be great. So that that's nothing to worry about there. If the Fire rock up on opening day and Chris Bray's not the start, I'm gonna lose it. I don't care if it's Slonina. I don't care if it's someone else they buy. I'm gonna lose it. That is a gift horse. And they're gonna they're, don't open your horse. No, they're gonna look it straight in the stupid mouth. I I, I use that line from my Gaston article. I'm so happy. Don't with it. don't don't open your horse. It's okay, uh, definitely don't open the horse because that that's you're not <laughs> allowed to watch. Your horse. You're not allowed to watch videos like that on the internet. <laughs> don't open your horse. Uh, you're gonna want to feed it. You're gonna want to water it. You're not gonna want to open it. <laughs> you, you can lead it to water. It might not drink the water. And then yeah, don't you just st- pour water on it. <laughs> just don't stare it in the mouth. Okay, so let me pull up the roster now. We're not going to go through the entire roster, obviously, Dude, but I I would drive. I'm not even a fire fan. I would drive John Duran to the airport for ten million dollars. That's that's ludicrous. I mean, the problem is then, what are we left with? Who cares what we're left with? We're left with ten million dollars. Well, you know, we we we're left with like what tw- about twelve from Gaga, and we got to think of how that's going to work out. That's twenty four million. Or like six That'd million after MLS million. tax. No, no, twenty-two million. Whatever MLS tax, who cares? Anyway, yeah, then then there's MLS tax. Yeah, no, you I buy a striker. Million, that's not ten million dollars that can play up top. So yeah, that's that's the thing that I was going to ask. So if you're getting a DP, so let's let's look at this thinking that Duran is still going to be here. Okay, fair. Yes. Do you then. get a DP striker? No, because you have to start Duran. So then, what, gonna... who's going to be our DP? I, like I guess, what position? Where would you be looking? You know what? Honestly, two D, like a DP center back next to Shiro sounds. Is today Shakiri's birthday? Good for him. He's probably like <laughs> thirty-five now. Thirty-one. Who cares? There's there's no way he's only thirty-one. Uh, that's what that's what uh, he, football he, reference says. He plays like he's thirty-three for sure, bro. Anyway, you, you know, you Messi can't... said that this was his last World Cup. I think this is also Shakiri's last World Cup. This is last Shakiri's game at this. I'm sorry, that was really toxic. Um, well, you no, you can't get a DP striker because you have to start Duran. that you you can't convince me otherwise. Yeah, you can't get a DP winger because you already have Torres. You already have Shakiri who can play out wide. You already have Mueller. You already have Gutierrez. That's settled. 
I don't think you can get another DP midfielder because you already have Gaston, you already have Navarro. They're guaranteed starters. Pinedo's already good enough. Just you have to get some depth there. You're not going to get a DP fullback. You don't need a DP fullback. Anyway. Yeah. Wait, no. Sergio Ramos exists. Well, you play him at center back. Yeah. He's not going to make him fullback. Honestly, a DP center back next to Shiho sounds unbelievable. I'm just not sure about that, though. Honestly. The, like, the word, yeah, but then where'd you get it? Yeah, that is the, that, that's what I mean. Like, I, I, I think I would actually just risk it and get a DP striker. So then what'd you do on? You're going to rock up on opening day with a guy that Europe could want for $10 million and you're going to bench him. I don't, I, I want to have this, this team have more options. And you know what? I don't think we should start Torres anyway. I don't think we should have Torres out there. But then do you get another DP winger? No. So you want a, you want a DP striker? I want, I want, a, I want a Tam winger. I want a Tam winger. Okay, but then, then, then where is DP man starting? That DP striker, yeah, I, like... So then where does Duran play? There lies the problem. We can move back... That, that. Here we go, here we go. Here comes the magic. We're going to teach Chris Brady how to be... A, or we're going to teach uh, Chris Mueller how to become a left back. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, no. Uh, I'm thinking, like, we could just go for a 4-4-2. We can try that. But, so then you're going to have to play Shakiri one wing. Which is already dangerous enough to have him in, in a four four two as a winger. But instead, You've, no. Instead of that, like honestly, put Shakiri just just straight up midfield. Except he plays so in a more, more attacking role. In a, yeah, like a more attacking role in the midfield. So you want a, a diamond then? Yeah, I'll take that. So then, what are we doing with uh, Mueller and Torres? Mueller is the left midfielder. Torres is the right midfielder. Oh heaven's sakes! You, I thought also, you meant no, the... no, that is that is actually the area that Torres that Torres played for Atlas. Just yeah, so that. that's not the problem though. I thought you meant the narrow diamond, which I could have given. No, a no, not narrow. If you no, play and the I don't, wide and I don't diamond, mean like, and I don't mean like a real wide diamond. I just mean that Shakiri is going to move forward a bit more, and you oh, know Navarro is going to be Navarro want, or Gaston is going to move back a bit more. You want Shakiri in a midfield too? Like I, I, I just think, take. I mean, move him. He, put up have any attacking role in the midfield. Okay, so but then how many how many center midfielders do we have? Or wait, four three one two. How about that? So a diamond. So a narrow diamond then. No, it's. Yeah, that's a narrow. No, diamond. It, it would be it would be more of a wide diamond, except that except you know the midfielder uh, that 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 defensive midfielder is more forward. I'm sorry, what? So, so we're not going to play with a defensive midfielder then? No, we don't need one. Turns out uh, you don't need uh, a brain to live. I'm so, going to leave um, the Yeah, you've, you don't have a brain these last five minutes. I'm going to leave I'm this sorry, call at I'm, this stage. I, mean, I, I just typed in 4-3-1-2, and yeah, it just gave me a calculator that said, that said negative <laughs> 2. <laughs> oh, because I thought you meant like a uh, slash. I'm like, that's a division. There's no way you get a negative over doing division. I got negative two. <laughs> that, that's that's why when I rate your tactics out of 10, Jiggly, you're absolutely horrific. Well, I mean, AC Milan apparently runs that, huh? Neat. Good for them. So, but no, but they don't play with wide midfielders. They play with a... The one you're thinking about is like a narrow kind of diamond yeah, midfield. Yeah, it is, isn't it? So well, you're thinking about like a six, two eights, and a 10. Yeah, that's a problem. 
Okay, so then we're going to have, which actually isn't the worst starting, because if you have Jimenez, Navarro, Pineda, that kind of works the starting outfit. The two problems you have is you now have Torres who doesn't start, you have Mule who doesn't start, and you have no midfield depth. You know, the issue I have right here is that um, heights. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. <laughs> no, remember, remember, you're going to cash in your magical Torres disappears. Uh, money the Torres contract. disappears one. You're just, you're just going to, they're going to, they're going to get to the preseason, right? And they're going to, they're going to have the, the three DPs, not including Howard Torres. And you're going to see Howard Torres like walk onto the, the field, like to join the team. And I'm just going to see you walk up to him, grab his hand and walk away. <laughs> And he's like, what do you mean? My, my team is there. He's like, no, 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 no. You're coming with me. You're, you're a fan. And then no one's no, going to say anything about I it. Run out and I run out with Carlos Turan. Throw a bag over him. No, but we need to keep Carlos Turan. No, Turan <laughs> comes with me to take him out. Okay, so now we've lost Carlos Turan too. Okay. No, no. Uh, he, he, he helps me carry him out. So you disappear. The tunnel. Turan goes back out there and I go with I, – I, I drag towards the rest sac- of the way. You're going to sacrifice yourself. <laughs> Jiggly, you know what? You're going to see me run out onto the pitch with the brimstone cup and just Yeah, Jiggly, here's the offer I'll make to you, right? Hyro Torres gets to disappear, but you're not allowed to go to fire games. And you have to, like, disappear off, like, the Chicago landscape. I mean, I, I'm going to do that next year anyway. You, 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 I'm Torres going to Japan. Hyro Torres is going to end up in the J League because you're going to kidnap him and bring him to Japan. He's going to be like, screw it, I'll play here now. He's going to play in the J2 for Jeff. Yeah, they're not going to want him either. Oh, yeah, I mean, they're off, only allowed really. so many foreign players. I mean, they're not going to want yeah. him. <laughs> Realistically speaking, the way I look at this, the only place you can get a DP is center back. I mean, yeah. Realistically, I, I, yes, but also... You know what? I am absolutely fine not starting to run. I'm going to admit that. That's, that's. If we get a DP striker, if we get a DP striker, I am fine. And what's funny is that I'm completely fine for that as well, except you could get 10 million for him. We could get that anyway. I would take seven. No, not if he's being benched. There's like, I remember that there was a bench player. I remember that there was a benched player on the fire that sold for a stupid amount oh, of money that it was here, just like, why? Here's the gaslighting. Here's the gaslighting now. Okay. I, ju- I remember it. I just cannot think of the name. I can't, I can't wait till Chelsea is like, hey, like midway through next season. They'll be like, hey, how's United. that Duran kid? We're like, yeah, Dur- yeah. Like, it was actually hey, that- like United wanted him. Okay. It, but, uh, Jiggly, imagine you and I work at Manchester United and someone tells you, hey, how's that young guy in MLS doing? And you have to tell him, oh, he's a backup now. He's a backup to, a, to an actual star striker, though. In MLS. That's the thing. So He's what? MLS Roberto Insigne is in MLS. Roberto Insigne. Nice. Lorenzo Insigne. Nice. nice. Roberto Insigne. I want, I want Roberto Insigne. I'm sorry. Roberto Insigne. Yeah. His brother. And, his, and is his backup worth $10 million? No, he's not. Um, His backup is Ayo Akinola. And you know what? He's pretty damn good. He's like one of the. He's, he's like behind Kyle what? Lauren. Kyle yeah. Lauren is the best. But the striker problem is, why is Iowa on the bench for Toronto? Why is he on the bench? Mostly because he was one? injured. That is true. He was injured earlier in the season. He's still like, like coming he back. He should be start. Uh, there, there was actually an interesting idea I saw where it was Cavallini for him swap deal because Cavallini is a more proper striker. You can have the team build around. That's beside the point. Why am I talking about the stupid Vancouver Whitecaps and Toronto FC? <laughs> Bigly, I hate you and the episode. <laughs> Uh, Actually, I don't, yeah, I don't even know what else we can talk about. Because we didn't even do a season recap. We just talked about how the, the fire sucked this season. They missed the playoffs again. Well, what I will mention, because I know there's not like a time constraint, but it is also about 7.30 already on a Monday. And I, and like I got to do homework. Today. 
what I will say is, do you remember how when this season started and we're like, oh yeah, this season actually kind of matters. Doesn't matter anymore. So we're just, we're, are the fire law allowed to just say, oh yeah, it doesn't actually matter when they suck? I don't think the fire themselves are allowed to say it doesn't matter because uh, it's their fault that it didn't matter. But like, why can we say that? We can say that because if we're looking ahead, this season didn't matter. If we're looking at if we're looking at the way it stands for the future of this club, I don't think this season mattered too much. But n- none of the seasons will ever matter because the future will keep happening. There is always future, Jiggly. Why do we have to get existential here? I thought I'm the one supposed to get existential. Jiggly, you wake up tomorrow. There's still going to be a tomorrow after that. Uh, unless, like, the day of reckoning comes out of nowhere, but you can't plan for that, to be fair. Yeah, George Heitz is just going to know where the day of reckoning is. That, that, that's my hot take now. He's like, all right, George Heitz until- knows doomsday. He's like, yeah, I got until 2037 to build this team. I'm chilling. Uh, you know, and, and that's the other question of, like, do you think that he actually does get more time? Oh, my God. If he stays, it'd be so funny. And I actually because think he's going to Because his contract is up. I think, well, the big thing is, do you make that Jimenez deal? Without like knowing you're going to keep heights because that's a height. I deal. mean, you know, does the, the should the Bears have drafted Justin Fields if like everyone sort of knew Pace was on his way out? No, because that was Pace's last chance. Like that was his last. That was his last hurrah. Like there, there, there are plenty of times where we've seen like a ma- a coach or a GM make a bad deal just before they're already just before they're out, despite everybody knowing they're they should but, be out. But, but then I why think, would like, Nelson Rodriguez, that entire rebrand was him on his way. Yeah, but that was that was on like inevitable at that stage. We it was too little, too late. You couldn't save it from what from at least what I've been told. Because I still, you know, I have. I was the one who told you. I still, I got into my head. I I still have, like you know the you know when a dude like a girl breaks up with a dude and like she's terrible for him and it obviously shouldn't have worked. But then like two weeks later, the dude's like, I could have saved her. Like, he still believes that. I still think, gun to my head, Joe Monsoto could have saved this team. I, I, as stupid as it sounds, especially the jerseys. I don't care how harsh that's going to be to Monsoto. I, I still think in the back of my head he could have done something. And I also, to be fair, I also I, I had that rev- the, the thought during the game. Part of me still wishes this team was called All-City Chicago. I wish there was a clean break. My dad has made that argument for to me, and I, I agree with it almost. I wish there was a clean break. Maybe well, I'll change my opinion in like 2025 when there's red again and I'm used to the logo and the team maybe is not awful. But I wanted to put that out there. I should really write an article about how I feel about this team, like the, the, or the club. But the, again, I think everyone's going to get mad at me, to be fair. And yeah. Well, also, the Fire are getting new away kits next season, and they're probably going to suck because the Lake Funk crit was great. Well, I guess, I guess we're, we're closing in on the end here. Uh... I don't know. There's something else I had. Or no. Oh. Um, I don't know what my takeaway was. Um, Ezra, next season, we give him two months, then we got to judge him, obviously, right? Because if Ezra sucks early on, we yeah. got to think about it. Because he, yeah. this, this is the most 50-50 I've seen a coach have a debut season in my life. If there was like an up and down scale, like if, I, if I'm like I Ezra mean, Paul and Ezra. Nag- Paul Nagamura was like out instantly. Yeah, Houston. yeah, but that's, like, that's different. Ezra had this whole year, right? Like, like imagine a scale. It's like up and down and like how Ezra in or Ezra out I am. And it'll fluctuate during the season. At the very moment, it is dead in the middle. I have no idea what to think about Ezra right now. I mean, I'm just going to ask Brimstone Cup, do you have any thoughts? (laughs) Profound words. 
I'm Jiggly. I am still odd on. Eat the rich.